This week, we have the honor and privilege to have the pastor of First Baptist Church of Yuba City, Pastor Dan Callahan. Decal, as he is also known. Man, I have known this man for, feels like forever. I have not. I have just recently met him in the past five years. We would go back and forth because he was a coach of another team in our Christian school league. And so we went back and forth. He made fun of our Hopewell Husky cheers. We were the Hopewell Huskies, so our chant would be, Ha, 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 Huskies! And he took every chance he could to make fun of that. But I love the man. Yeah, I've just met him from being at Golden State, but what a guy. He was definitely one of the staff members that I could go to about anything. Like, I knew his door was always open, and he was always willing to have an honest conversation. So we hope you enjoy the conversation that we had with him just as much as we did. Roll intro. This week on Thought Stop, we have the honor of having Pastor Dan Callahan of First Baptist Church in Yuba City live in the studio with us. I'm glad to be here, guys. Welcome, Pastor Callahan. We are blessed. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. Enjoying a uh, great week of the conference here at North Valley Baptist Church uh, on the campus of Golden State Baptist College. Woo! You have had a tremendous influence on both me and Jared's life while you were on staff here at Golden State Baptist College. I'm sure I have. I'm sure I have just just, a little bit. We just have a few questions for you. (laughs) Take it away, Jared. All right. Number one. Can you tell us about each transition in your ministry career? What it's been like to work with people in all stages of life, uh, starting out as a youth pastor and then moving to college students and now pastor of an entire church? What, what's that like? So to tell you a little bit about my uh, back uh, story, uh, I grew up in a pastor's home. Uh, my dad was a pastor for 27 years, same church. Wow. And um, he was on staff here at North Valley for a couple years, so I was here during the early stages of uh, North Valley Baptist Church and kind of watching ministry from uh, the back seat, as you uh, as you would say, uh, and seeing a dad uh, and mom go through ministry and see different transitions from my dad started off after Bible college, uh, pastoring a church in Missouri, then transitioned to California where he was on staff and uh, worked as a principal to transitioning to a church, a small church in Richmond, California. And seeing that those transitions kind of helped me um, down the road uh, in making my own transitions. And so uh, I met my wife at Bible College and um, we got married 2003. And that summer we went to uh, we drove all the way across the country to Richmond, California to work on staff for my dad. And so that transition in itself was uh, kind of always uh, on my radar. I knew I wanted to go in ministry, wanted to serve God full time with my life. Just didn't know what that looked like at the time. And so I started working for my dad as a youth pastor and uh, bus director, maintenance, all that stuff. And um, I did work full time uh, while I was there with him in, in, um, in secondary work as far as uh, I did construction, UPS and different things like that. So uh, the transition from that ministry to then working on staff at Golden State Baptist College was probably the biggest transition for my life only because I had gone from a very small church as a youth pastor, you know, 20, 30 teens, 
uh, to now a very large ministry with uh, multiple bus routes, multiple multiple ministries, and um, it it helped knowing people here, which was good, and they were uh, able to acclimate me well. But the transition. Um, you know, it still takes time. And I think with any transition, you can't jump in just thinking, you know, you're going to change everything. You're going to change everybody's mindset. You're going to change, you know, the things that they've been doing for years. And I would say it probably took a good, probably maybe two to three years before even some of the students really looked at me as their C ministry director. And that's, that's what I did here at Golden State Mm -hmm. Baptist College. And so I had to realize my first year coming in, they had already had previous directors in the past and some very uh, good, you know, influential people who were, uh, you know, just great servants and, and love the Lord and God moved them on. And now I was going to come in there and then supposedly tell them how to run the bus route. And it, that yeah. just, uh, <laughs> it just doesn't happen. And so I think coming in honestly with a, with a humble mindset, but still with a attitude of, you know, this is my calling. This is what God's, you know, called me to do. So I'm going to come in and do it with, with all my might. And so it's been uh, a, a wonderful transition from then the college world where God allowed us to serve here at Golden State Baptist College for six years to really uh, a time of, I call it a ministry reset, where uh, we were uh, you know busy doing work nonstop to uh, moving my family back east uh, to the Midwest honestly doing nothing. I mean, we, we went to church. We that was, sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> we went to, uh, we went to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I, I didn't drive a bus. I didn't, uh, I, we were involved in Sunday school. Uh, but I was just, as far as ministry stuff goes, um, I, I really just kind of stepped away. And I think because my wife and I had prayed about it for such a time, uh, that we knew this was the right decision, but it was still a very hard decision. Transitioning into that was probably the hardest because my mind and heart was still in ministry. So I would still critique stuff. I would still like, oh, I can do that or oh, I know how to do that yeah. or I can see this happening and just knowing that's where my heart was. And so um, I thought I was going to be in the Midwest for about two years and the Lord just called us back to California about six months later. And um, but it was a, a, a wonderful transition from that to ministry back into the pastorate. So when we moved to Yuba City, it's a great church, established church, and uh, almost 100 years old. For us to move and establish ourselves there was um, just a, a good start. But at the same time, it, it wasn't something where I'm trying to take on this massive ministry to try to change and do all these things. It was just a, a, a good transition for us. And... Um, those are, I guess you could say some of my ministry transitions and how they went. They, I mean, you know, there's always bumps in the road, Yeah. but for the most part, um, you know, things have gone smoothly and, and, uh, transition has gone real. How was it going to work for your dad? Was there any hesitations? Uh, no, absolutely not. Um, I had actually, um, I, I got called full time into the ministry in the 11th grade. And so I knew from the time I was in Bible college that I wanted to go back and work for my dad. I did have one, Gentlemen, uh, my senior year asked about going to work with him. I think it was in Illinois or something. And, uh, I kind of prayed about it. I didn't, if God opened the door, I'd always at least consider it and think about it. But I, I had no, no questions about going to work for my dad. One blessing in you coming back to Yuba City is that you were only about an hour from Sacramento. Right. And God gifted Sacramento. Hallelujah. With a cracker barrel. Yes, he did. 
that is probably one of the greatest gifts outside of salvation. Pretty much. And, and the Declaration of Independence. Yes. And the Constitution. All of those all things. Those, yeah. But oh. up there is Cracker Barrel. Yes. What is your go-to order at the barrel? Ooh, I am a country boy breakfast. Really? Even yes. at dinner? Even at dinner. I'm, I'm a breakfast at dinner guy. And so country boy breakfast with steak, medium. Help us. With medium, scrambled eggs. Uh, hold off on the apple thingy. I don't even know what they're called. Fried Better. apples. Fried apples. Double order of cheese grits. Oh, for sure. How often do you go now that it's opened up here in California? Um, I have been, so I've been back in California officially for eight months. And I would have to say we have been about four times. Not enough. Not enough. I know. But, you know, it's a drive. It's not around the corner. So, you know, you got family. So it's kind of like. I mean, it being three hours away from here (laughs) and myself and CJ, we've. We've made it more than four times. <laughs> I think we do four times a week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a little Wow. <laughs> and y'all have passes while y'all do these, right? Uh, of course. Always outside of the 75-mile radius, fill oh. out a pass. <laughs> <laughs> this week on the GSBC Student Spotlight, we have Hannah Moyer. Hannah, what's going on in your life? Hi, guys. Um, life is going well. Right now, I am working on getting... Getting through my online classes, getting through Bible Docs, that fun stuff. Actually, Bible Docs is very interesting. Um, yeah, planning on finishing, finishing up here at home, eventually graduating. Very excited to graduate. Uh, after that, after graduation, I'm actually coming back to Golden State, so that's fun. I'm either going to be doing my master's or I'm going to be looking at just taking some of the classes that I wasn't able to take just because I didn't have time to fit it into the schedule. So I'm, I'm excited to do that. Um, random. You asked for random hobbies that I do. Ran, something random that I've been doing is baking. And I'm not very good at it. I, I tried to bake. I tried to, well, I tried to make French fries and that didn't end up well. I ended up lighting the stove on fire a little bit, but it, it was, it worked out fine. My brother, my brother put it out for me, so that was cool. It didn't light the house on fire, which and the fries ended up tasting good. So that's I think it worked out fine, honestly. Yeah, it it went it went well. Um, yeah, that's about that's about all I have for you. Thanks for having me, Jared and and Spencer. Have fun. Thank you so much, Hannah. Back to the podcast. What is the greatest thing that you learned from Pastor Treber while serving here? Wow. Uh, what is, so just one. Just yes, one. sir. Or you can give us two. I'm not greedy. <laughs> uh, I would have to say probably the greatest thing that I saw from Pastor Treber. Well, I'll, I'll give more than one. Um, you, you know, he obviously has a pastor's heart, loves his people. Um, I know the picture that people see of Pastor Treber is a national pastor, a national church, right. but he truly does love his people. And um, seeing that firsthand, uh, just knowing their name, knowing what's going on in their life, that's challenging to me. And I, I, I have, you know, one one hundredth of, uh, you know, yeah. amount of people in, in my church. And so uh, just seeing that, that he is a, a, a people's pastor and then just his true passion for the things of God and them going forward. Uh, that was one thing just 
you know, everything to be done first class. Right. I think it's so easy to just throw things together um, and and just do things haphazard where Pastor Trevor truly believes that, you know, if it's going to be done, it should be done right. And, and people will respect that, not just, you know, here in the Silicon Valley where it's kind of expected, right. but in a place like Yuba City where, you know, it's a little bit more country, people walk into a building and see we've got brand new paint or, you know, the, the, you know, the color code is right. And the chairs are set up nice and they, they respect that. And, you know, they may not stay at your church, but at least they know, Hey, you know, those people take, you know, this, this church business serious. And so um, those are some of the things that I, that I, I would say I noticed. There's some professionalism. Absolutely. The ministry here. What would you say got you through the quitting places times in your ministry where you just felt like, okay, that's it. I've had enough college students coming to me with their problems. I'm done. <laughs> every Monday? <laughs> <laughs> every time CJ walked in the office. Every time CJ walked in the office. <laughs> the quitting places. So getting through some of the quitting places, um, I would have to say having a good relationship with your spouse. You don't want to bring everything and, and throw it on their, their plate because they're not built for that. I mean, right. they're, they're built to take care of. Uh, you know, you're, 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 she's a help meet. So she's there to help, to guide, to, to work alongside. So you, you understand you can't throw everything onto her plate, but at the same time, when she's there to not just physically hold your hand, but to, you know, get you through some of those, that's probably, uh, I would have to say, um, just being able to have a spouse, spouse that I know is godly and, you know, able to, uh, guide me through some of those things. And of course, you know, um, and even pointing me back to scripture because sometimes I get so earthly minded of no, of no heavenly good. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I will, you know, wind up just, you know, woe is me. And, and, you know, it, it takes a wife to say, you know, God says he'll bring us through this. And I'm like, I know I'm the pastor. I'm supposed to be saying that, not you, <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, it's helpful to helpful to, to have uh, a godly spouse. So I would say she's number one. So get married is what you're saying. Absolutely. Nice. I highly recommend it. 100%. But be picky. Oh, yeah. You pick the wrong one. Yeah. What is your greatest fear? What is my greatest fear? Like actual fears or like greatest fear as a What as is a your whole? greatest random fear? Um, I am afraid of small places. Really? Yeah. I think it's because he's such a big guy. That's what it is. Oh. Yeah. So I would say small places. I I can over. Claustrophobia? Is that claustrophobia? Claustrophobic? I think think claustrophobic has to do with dark small places as well. Yeah. Not just small places. I can handle. I mean, but I've I've been in small places. It's just, I don't have too many fears. I'm not afraid of heights, but there has been times when like changing the light bulb in the the, uh, gymnasium. Oh. Oh, dude. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. I just about, yeah, I, I got saved, uh, called to the mission field. Um, my whole life was completely changed. That'll help your prayer life right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. <laughs> so, what is some advice you would give to someone taking over a pre existing ministry? Some ways you could win the hearts of the church members, whether the transition from the former pastor was amicable or not. Right. Um, and obviously I'm not an expert at this being six months into it. So, uh, who knows? I may be doing the right things. I may be doing the wrong things. I'm sure you, I'm sure you've not made one mistake. Uh, yet. <laughs> uh just ask my people. Um, 
just from the little bit of experience that I have, and and this is just coming from uh, just some things that I've seen that have worked well, is um, not really worrying too much about the exterior of things. And I'm not talking about like the building, but just some of the things that you you may think are important. Obviously, you know, money's important and the, the song schedule is important and the choir special and Sunday school and all those things that take place are important. But those to me are, are, are the, the, the fruit of a, a more dominant root. And so if, um, if someone can just get in and start loving on the people, taking them out to eat coffee, getting to know them, getting their homes, um, there were people who told me, Pastor, we, you know, even knowing you when we came there or, you know, when you came here, we were planning on leaving. But because, because you came to my home and spent time with us and talked to us. Yeah, that personal we, connection. Right. And we really felt like this was a place for us. And so I, I would say definitely like a personal connection would be at least what I have seen save relationships, um, restore people back to Christ and being real. Uh, that That's if there's any one of, I guess you could say, and I know it's not on here, a pet peeve is just being real. And that's not, you know, being rude, but just being real and, and saying, you know, what your heart is for future ministry or, or whatever. So. so when you do take over a church, what are some things in your first few months there navigating some things that you, changes you'd want to make right away? And then some changes that you would, you would wait on kind of the sacred cows. Well, each church is going to be different on that because there are, I mean, some, I've heard some churches, you know, paint colors are sacred cows and, and, you know, crosses and murals and songbooks and, you know, where you may wow. say, Hey, I want to update, you know, some brand new songbooks, you know, and they go, well, we've had these songbooks in these rack for 50 years. How dare you? Wow. Um, and, uh, but so like, I didn't have to deal with a lot of that. I mean, they, you know, uh, it's an older church, but they really did not have many, I guess you could say sacred cows. Mm -hmm. And so for, for myself, my wife going into established church, it was helpful just to have people that were looking for change. And that was, that was what was helpful for us. I didn't have to question what was going to be done or ask a hundred people, Hey, should I do this or should I do it? You know, I mean, we took out the organ of our church. Oh, oh. And there was just one lady who came up and just said, Oh, I had to notice the organ there. I said, Well, it was broke. It wasn't working. They're like, Oh, okay. And that was it. So nice. for some people, I mean, that would just, you would, you, you just split a church. Right. Uh, but for us, it was just, it was a good move. It, it balanced out our choir because the choir was sitting way to the left because the organ was like dead center. And so now our choir, I mean, it's even, it looks good. So, I mean, just, yeah. Obviously you're a pastor now and you probably have. Very I'm actually going limited... by the uh, term of Bishop, uh, oh, nice. Bishop Dan Callahan, but done. <laughs> that's a joke. Episode. Title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you like to do in your spare time? If you have any. Oh, uh, spare time. No, that, well, one thing about being a pastor is you're, you know, Besides God, you're your own boss. Uh, well, at least what your wife lets you do. So you never um, go to work. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I sleep all the time. and uh, <laughs> Ministry is great. Yes, it is. <laughs> Why? In my spare time, uh, I actually enjoy uh, a golf a little bit. Not much. Are um, you good? Uh, no, absolutely not. 
Um, I have a 1965 Ford Mustang. Help nice. us. Yes. Uh, so I enjoy working on that and, uh, driving How's that. that. Coming? Uh, it's, I actually just ordered all the interior, uh, products to completely refurbish the inside. That's awesome. Mm. So it'll be, the outside still needs a little bit of work, but, uh, hey, if it's drivable and, 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 uh, you can sit in a seat. That's wow. a dream That's of mine. Yeah. I, I prefer a 67. Shelby GT 500. Uh, yeah, well, like, if you got about 300 grand, then yeah, go for that. I prefer a uh, Toyota Prius. <laughs> yeah, and you look like a Prius guy. He's got the dad bod. He's got the dad car. Okay. He's got the mo- gas okay. mileage. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I have a dad bod too. I can say that confidently. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, what is your funniest memory while working on staff at Golden State Baptist College? <sighs> Wow. Uh, what is my funniest memory? I've got too many of them. Do they all involve CJ James? I'm not allowed to discuss anything regarding CJ James. Um, is that his, is that his last name? I thought it was just CJ. Well, CJ is Chris James. So when people say CJ James, they're actually referring to Christopher James James. James James. Interesting. Yeah. You, you know that. I, know I knew you that. Know that but. Um, funny moments. Um, well, I mean, funny to me, but probably not to some of the students, was catching people sneaking back on campus. Oh, wow. That was, those were some funny, funny moments for me because they did not expect a staff member <laughs> to uh, uh, catch them. Where um, did you catch them? Just like walking back on or uh, hopping the, hop the fence? Yeah. Wow. Hop of the fence trying to sneak in by the clock tower. That was that was fun. Um, was this while you were trying to sneak out? While I was trying to sneak out? Uh, no, I, I lived on property. Um, oh, funny moments, man. Would you, would you rather do fondest memory? Fondest memory. I would. You know what? Here we go. This is it. Here we Some go. of the fondest memories I would have to say would be uh, Clash of the Classes. Really? Really? Because of the intensity of uh, each class and person, it was different year to year. Just battling it out, duking it out, people getting legs broke, heads busted open, concussions. I would say one of the reasons that that is so – there's so much hype and excitement. That is the beginning of the year activity. Oh, yeah. And we are always more excited in September than we are in May. (laughs) Oh yeah, very true. Uh, one of my highlights would be the the and I don't I don't believe they do this anymore is the uh, softball the staff softball game we did. That was cool. I really enjoyed that. Do you have any more questions for him? I think I'm good. I think that's it. Well, thank you, Pastor Callahan, for meeting with us. Absolutely in our loved it. Yeah, it was a joy. And uh, you guys are awesome. I'm I'm saddened by the fact that CJ was not able to join us. us. But, I know. Uh, you know when when you've got status. Like CJ does, you know, we all come second in his life. And so, you're right. You're right. So, but uh, no, you guys are, are doing an awesome job. This is a really cool podcast. Looking forward to seeing what uh, God does uh, in and through this. I'm sure lives will literally be transformed. Hope so. By Thank this inter- you. That's interview. The goal. And I uh, hope you guys finish well, finish strong, and uh, that uh, Jared would eventually. Uh, Propose the brandy one of these stinking days. Thank you for putting that in because yes, you're not you know, going to edit this one. That's something that I don't hear enough of. I bet you don't. <laughs> but uh, if it was a brandy, it's wife, coming would, soon. 
Yeah. Tashina, it already came. I've heard that before. I know. I know. Well, I think that's it, guys. <laughs> All right. You want to plug in his church? You want to? Oh, you want to plug? Plug it your church? Sure. So if you're ever in the area, Sacramento, Sutter County, uh, come and visit us at First Baptist Church of Yuba City with 916 Pluma Street. Um, our web address is fbcyuba.com, and we're on all the social media platforms. Um, I don't update as much as I'd like, but uh, you know, if you want to find out about more of uh, what's going on there at First Baptist Church, come check us out. Fantastic. We'll see you there. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. So there you have it. That was our conversation with Pastor Dan Callahan. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We had a great time sitting down with him. As always, remember to like and subscribe. Rate us on our Apple podcast and do us a favor and share this on all of your social media pages. We desperately crave attention and exposure. And one last thing. You might have noticed this week that our cover art has officially been updated to what it will be for a very long time. Oh, it looks good. We're so happy with it. Shout out to Todd Herbert for the phenomenal design. He is a big fan of ours, and we are a big fan of him. Huge. So please let us know how you like the new updated cover art. We are going to be doing our best to get new stickers of our new logo as well. Thank you to all you guys that participated in our sticker promotion. We will definitely be doing that again in the future, so keep listening and you just might get a sticker. That's all we got for today. Roll the outro. 